1: That's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries, and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball.
2: Well, uh, what do we have to say about that? Down to eight men. Down to... Down 18 in the third quarter, the Orlando Magic come through with their most impressive win of the season. We got culture. We got a triple-double. We got a career night. We got so much to talk about that I'm going on here early, at least for me because I haven't written my thing yet for Orlando Magic Daily. It's time to get it all out there on Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
3: And
2: you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is January 6, 2024. My name is Philip Rossman Reich. I'm the expert insight editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr-omd. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, somehow, someway, down to eight men, the Orlando Magic steamroll into Denver and upset the defending champion Denver Nuggets 122 to 120. We'll go over the big performances from star players the Magic got and what. This game says about the culture. Look, we'll it's all that coming up here in just a moment. First, we want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day, no matter when you listen to us, whether it's first thing in the morning, whether it's right when we upload. We truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Remember, there's a great Locked On podcast covering every single team in the NBA. Just search for Locked On and the team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Um, If, if you don't know the circumstances of this game. Let me get you up to speed. Franz Wagner sprained his ankle in Wednesday's loss to the Sacramento Kings. Out. Uh, Markel Fultz, Joe Ingles, Jonathan Isaac, still out. Gary Harris, calf strain. Out. Wendell Carter, right knee tendonitis was questionable for the game. Out. Goga Batadze got sick. Out. Anthony Black, also sick. Tried to play got through four minutes of the game, looked over at the coach and said, I don't have it tonight. He was out for the rest of the game. The Orlando Magic played. entered the game with nine available players. They played the game with the minimum eight. Uh, I mean, not minimum. We have to start the game with eight. But they played the game with eight players. And, you know, yes, Denver was on a back-to-back. Uh, but that is a tall task. At the altitude especially. It is a hard thing to do. And, you know, we talked about this after the Magic lost to the Kings on Wednesday in the double overtime game against the Kings on Wednesday about how your culture, how who you are as a team, as an organization is tested in these moments. Everything that you are about as a team is tested when you face adversity. And I know... I have sat here in this chair and told you all in training camp, every player on this roster is going to contribute something at some point this season. 82 games is a long time. Very, very few players make it the full 82 games. It's hard. It's hard. And so if you're on the roster, You may not play very much on a night-to-night basis, but there's going to be a game. There's going to be a stretch of games where you are called upon. And who you are as a team and what you stand for as a program is going to be determined by how your team responds when when that moment comes. And so these last two games, Sacramento, and Denver, we're really about this team's culture and what they're growing. But look, the place we have to start is at the top because as much as all that stuff is nice, and Chumo KK making you know, making some big plays, Trevelin Queen finishing the game, uh, you know, Admiral Schofield doing his his best, all that stuff is great. All that stuff is important. But at the end of the day, you go as far as your best players. And if you want to know what leadership looks like, if you want to know what it means to lead a team, it comes with your best players understanding the situation and understanding what's called of them. Look, Paolo Bancaro has been putting up insane numbers through December. Since December 1st, I think he's averaging 26 points per game, close to 27 points per game. He's been averaging up near five assists per game. He's been averaging eight, nine rebounds, seven, eight rebounds per game. This dude has stepped up his game considering all the injuries the Magic face. Considering everything that this Magic team is dealing with, he's increased the scoring. He's done all the things that his team needed him to do. So what do you ask a 21-year-old second-year player to do when you're down to eight men. I mean, I think I jokingly said uh during this during the the second during the second quarter, the third quarter of the game Wednesday that Paolo might have to drop 50 for the Magic to win this thing. And obviously what he did Wednesday night in a double overtime loss of the Kings, he scored 43 career high and scored 18 straight points for the Magic in the fourth quarter in overtime. I, I know the Magic kind of, you know, that was a back and forth game. Like, he made some big shots and some big plays throughout the course of that game. Unbelievable effort from Powell. The Magic needed him to do that again. <laughs> and, like, to ask a player to enter a game saying, hey, we're going to need 50 from you tonight. We're going to need 40. Yeah, 50's asking a lot. We're going to need 40 from you. There are only so many players that can do that. And so the Magic entered this game Knowing they were down to nine men, probably going to be eight men. I think they understood that that Anthony Black probably wasn't gonna make it, but they they tried anyway because they just they needed it. They needed something. He was willing to try it. He tried, it didn't, he didn't make it far. Um they knew they needed another big game from Paolo Bancaro. And so what does he do? He delivers his first career triple-double, had it by the end of the third quarter delivers 32 points, 10 rebounds, 11 assists. Yeah, he shot only eight of 21. he got to his spots and 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 Denver was throwing double and triple teams at him. and he just kept making the right pass and the right play and kept pacing himself. like honestly like I, what I was as impressed with by as anything was he he never felt like he was in overdrive until the last minute to the fourth quarter. And that's when he really started to force action and force contact. And yeah, he had 19 free throws in the game. He was he was willing to get downhill and be the engine for this team. When they needed a bucket, he was going to score. He was going to score, but otherwise he was going to try and make the right play. Feed the pocket pass to Mo Wagner to kick out to pull Anthony for three. That's what Paolo was doing all game. He said it after the game. In fact, I was just out there trying to make the right play. But really with the magic down by two points after a 6-0 Nuggets run in the last two minutes of the fourth quarter, it was Paolo getting the ball and quickly attacking Aaron Gordon, drawing a foul and sinking two free throws. It was Paolo running the floor after a great defensive effort by the Magic forced uh, on a pick and roll with Jamal Maureen to Nikola Jokic. They forced the ball to Kentavious Caldwell-Pope in the corner. They were able, I think Treville and Queen ultimately got the steal on the play. Um, they knocked it away. Movonder picks it up at midcourt. He takes two long strides, drops it off to Paolo. Palo gets the foul, makes two free throws with six seconds left to win the game. And then the Magic played hair on fire defense to close the game out and force a bad miss and miss, force a wild miss from J- Jamal Murray to slink. To clinch just one, 122 to 120. See the score up there. Paolo was asked to carry everything. And and they mentioned this on the broadcast a million times. Like, the burden that he is carrying is immeasurable because every team is sending double and triple teams this way. Every team is putting their full attention on him. And he's beating it. I mean, it says something that after the Magic completed this humongous upset win, that Jason Tatum said, this kid's an all-star, you know, Kendrick Perkins on ESPN. I know he's, you know, not the most popular pundit, but national guy saying this guy's an all-star. You know, we talk in college football about players having their Heisman moment, having a Heisman play, having that highlight reel that says, okay, this this award is wrapped up. This was a Palo all-star game, just like Wednesday was, because the Magic needed their star to carry them. And yeah, like, everyone contributed. We're going to get to them in a minute. They needed their star to carry them. And Paolo carried them. Paolo did everything. Soaked up all the attention. Played 41 minutes on the last night of a road trip in altitude in Denver. Just did whatever his team needed him to do. And this is star stuff. Maybe this is superstar stuff. Like... I think he's the, I think, I think uh sport radar said he is the youngest player to get a triple double, the youngest player to get a 30 point triple double since Luca. It's like the only players younger than him are Luca LeBron. And I think Darren Fox, like he's doing stuff that not a lot of people do. And and I'm sorry, I'm recording this late triple vote day is over. We'll get another triple vote day on Friday uh, and we'll be in Miami for that day. Um, this was simply an incredible effort. Simply a star-making effort. And the Magic, your team is not anywhere without its stars. I mean, like Franz Wagner's on the shelf. We'll get to Jalen Suggs in a minute. Paolo was the star. And that's where everyone's confidence starts. Of course, as good as Paolo was individually... He cannot do it alone. And he got a lot of help from a Magic player that's going to have to continue to step up and be a big factor. We'll talk about Jalen Suggs and his career night coming up here in just a moment.
0: This is Jake from Locked On.
2: You can check out the Locked On Podcast Network's 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. The Locked On Sports Today streaming channel has you covered with all the latest sports stories from local experts like me, as well as the national shows here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Tune in today to YouTube's first ever 24-7 streaming sports channel, Locked On Sports Today. You know, basketball's a team sport. You know, you're not, one guy isn't going to carry a team. And, and obviously, with how dangerous and how good Denver is, um, uh, it was going to take everybody. Um, Like, look, Paolo could be amazing. I mean, Joel Embiid, uh, Philadelphia, I think, got beat by, you know, 20, 25 points tonight. Joel Embiid still scored 30. You can have a strong individual game and not, you know, make an impact on winning. And and look, I, I'm not here to say that Embiid's had an empty 30. You got to put the points up. Um, you know, at the end of the day, you know, where we're still kind of in this stage with Paolo where he is learning what a good shot is, learning, you know, when to seek his own, when to... He's learning a lot of things about stardom and and it has its ups and downs, obviously. Um, But Paolo wasn't going to be able to win this game by himself. There's just, there's just no way that he was going to be able to kind of put this game away. And there, there's just no way. Like, he needed support. And he got it, really, from the opening tip. It was clear that the Magic's two best players on this team, with this group, with this eight-man group, were here to play. And we got to give a special recognition and a special shout-out to Jalen Sucks. At this point, Jalen Suggs kind of sets the culture for this team. Like, if you want a vibe check, if you want to know what the temperature of this team is, it's all in Jalen Suggs. Um, that, that's putting a lot on him. But that dude is the heartbeat of this team. Uh, like, sir, I, I know I've said this a million times, but he is the literal heartbeat of this team. They go how he goes. And if he's Thumping and bumping, (laughs) this team's tough to beat when he is struggling and a little bit down. They're a little vulnerable, they're a little weak tonight. Jalen Suggs was on his game on both ends of the floor, to be perfectly honest, with some incredible stops and incredible defensive efforts on Jamal Murray at the end of the game. Like, there was one play with about two and a half, you know, two and a half, maybe a minute and a half left in the game. Suggs just, you know, it. They say when you're trying to work around screens, you want to get skinny, because if you get skinny, you can you can get you know you can get past that gap that you know because no one r- runs off screens uh, perfectly. Um, there's always gonna be a little bit of a gap for you to shoot through. It. And so like I remember when I was grow when I was growing up when I was learning how to play defense at a higher level, which I didn't execute well, but I understand the concept. There's always get skinny, you know, and, and and actually a skill for a defender is to have broad shoulders, but be able to get. Really tight to be able to get around those screens and be in front of your man. Suggs like had two or three times where they tried running, let's just like back and forth pick and rolls with Jokic just to try and create some separation. And Suggs just ate it up, just just completely shot the gap and just he's he's an unreal defender. And we know that. And he obviously made big defensive plays down the stretch. Jamal Murray had 20 points, nine for 23 shooting, missed all six of his three pointers. Did have seven rebounds, did have nine assists. Um, so again, not, you know, this this was a crazy game. <laughs> Both teams shot really, really well. But Suggs had a career offensive game, and it's always been his offense that's had to catch up. Scored a career high, 27 points, nine for 15 shooting, seven for nine from beyond the arc. Just, you know, he was dialed in from three. Like he was feeling it from three. And, and, and considering that, he also had a really strong shooting game. I think he made six threes. In Wednesday's game, all of a sudden he's like shooting 37, 38, almost 39% from three for the season. And you know, Suggs, again, like I said, Suggs is the heartbeat of this team. And he talked very openly and candidly about that after the game. Uh, you know, he said that you know he, he's been kind of battling some mental health, some mental health, just just like confidence and you know, issues that we all battle with. Um, you know, we, we got we do the better help reads. Um, you know, again, go check out better, go check out better help if you if you feel like you need you need therapy, if you feel like if you need someone to talk to, it's all good. Like Jalen, you know, Jalen Suggs has found a lot of confidence and a lot of peace through his faith. Uh, I'm sure he's had someone that he's talked to as well. Um, but he he noted, you know, the last couple of weeks he was feeling a little down on himself. and, and you could see that a little bit in his play. Um, and so you obviously, your first thing is to say, Take care of you as a person, Jalen, like Jalen, like I know I tell myself this a lot. It's something that I think we all struggle with sometimes because a lot of us want to be people pleasers. We want to do things for other people. Sometimes you do forget ourselves. So sometimes you guys got to do something to take care of you. Like I, I, like I take a theme park day every month to just kind of reset, reset myself and take a day for me, um, just to have a little fun. Um, that's okay. Like that, it's okay to take a day for you. It's okay to take some time for you. And, you know, I go, if you haven't, you know, magic PR, twitter.com slash magic underscore PR, they usually post all the post-game press conferences. Um, Go listen to what Jalen Suggs had to say. I, obviously we've been following him all year. He has had such a refreshed outlook on life. Uh, I think he, I, I think in the article he had, in the interview he did last week with David Aldridge you know, he spoke about how this summer felt he sometimes, you know, he's done a couple of interviews. He did an interview with Michael Pina of of the ringer, I believe. Um, he, he's spoken a lot about how this summer, he kind of took a break from basketball a little bit. He kind of got away from basketball, just had to kind of reset himself and find himself. And, you know, again, I want to tread lightly here because, you know, we're just talking about basketball. Um, and, you know, I don't want to minimize all the individual and personal work that he's done to, he made shots. He must be feeling great. He didn't make shots. He must be feeling terrible. Um, that's not who he is. You know, he's made this point. Basketball is what he does. It's not who he is. And, and understanding that is certainly a very mature and professional thing for him to do. And, and, and honestly, like that's going to make him a better basketball player. It's going to, it's going to make him a better person. We I know he's a great person, but it's, it, Keeping that in perspective is going to help him kind of wash away some things. But he's admitted in the past that he has succumbed to the pressure, that he has succumbed to the expectations everyone put on him, and failing to meet those expectations at times. Um, that is certainly part of that is certainly part of his story and part of, you know, why he struggled the first two years, um, you know, again, it's, it's hard. This is a hard business. Um, it is a very public business. Um, it is unfair to, to put this on 19 to 20 year olds who are still growing up and developing. Um, and you know, it's, it's, it's a, it's an impossible thing to ask of people. Um, and so you, you can do nothing but tip your hat and and give credit to Jalen Suggs as a person for, for doing the individual work to find peace with himself. Um and it's obviously, you know, to his admission and, and it's important to remember this too, it's always a process. It's always a struggle. It's always something you're working on. God knows I struggle through that, I'm sure you do too. Uh in your own ways. And it's different for everybody. You know, you can only you can give advice, but it, it's it's an in, it's something an individual has to kind of come to grips with. And you know, again, Suggs has obviously done a lot of work um, and, and he's done a lot of work on himself and he's done a lot of work on the court. And you just frankly love to see when the process meets the results. Um, You know, that, that that's such a cliche in the NBA that you do process over results. If you do the right things over and over and over and over and over again, eventually the results will take care of themselves. If you trust in yourself, if you trust in the work, if you trust that you're doing the right things event over the long run, the results will take care of themselves. You, you work, you focus on the process. And, and it, that, I, I know that's a message that is in the magic locker room. They put it on one of the whiteboards in the, in the training facility. Um, sorry, just get my table. Um, it If it's, it's, it's something that is easy to conceptualize, but often difficult to execute. And what we've seen the last two nights, especially is so su- is, is that light click on for Suggs. Like, look, we know he's gonna be the hardest working player on defense. He takes a lot of pride on it in his defense. He, he, he busts his butt. Um, you know, Matt Matt Moore, uh, he could contribute to lockdown nuggets, you know, covers the team out in Denver, you know, was really praising Jalen Suggs so much, uh, saying that he should be in your defensive player of the year running. And, and I think every Magic fan would agree with you there, would agree with that. Um, that he should be, that that he has played that well. And, and I think he's still got to, you know, Defensive Player of the Year is such a reputation-based award. Uh, all defensive teams are such a reputation-based award. You know, Suggs may not make it this year, even if he deserves it, but he'll start, you know, especially when we get to the playoffs, he'll start building that reputation as that kind of a player. And then the awards will come. Again, process over results. Do the work, and everyone will start to notice you. Um, That's a difficult thing for a young person to grasp, especially. Suggs has been building toward nights like these. We believe that he can be this kind of player. We believed it on draft night. It maybe took a little while for him to realize what it was going to take to be this player. And obviously, right now, and I think this is the bigger, bigger picture and the bigger point of all this. Right now, with the Magic down so many players... They're asking so many individuals to step up. They're asking so many players to rise to the occasion. They have to for the team. They have to. And tonight, and and they need Suggs right now to be the second scorer. They need him to give a player like Paolo Bancaro the support. You know, are are they going to get fifty nine? Are they going to get sixty points from Paolo and Suggs every night? No, that's not sustainable. There are a lot of things the Magic have to do better. Unlike Wednesday's game, I'm not going to harp on those. Wednesday, they played with their hair on fire, played an incredible effort. I was too hard on them after Wednesday's game for the things that they they weren't able to accomplish. I was more upset they didn't get the win because the wins matter. Standings are tight. The Magic did what they had to do. They knew they weren't going to be perfect and they played hard anyway. And honestly, that's... That's the overall message of these last two nights. We're not going to go over the box score. Well, we'll get to some numbers here in a minute, but we're not going to go over the box score. We're going to talk instead about what these two games mean for the culture. For as buzzy even a word that is, it's time to reset what this culture is about and why these last two games exemplified it. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment.
3: No matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax experts make them count.
2: So I talked about this after Wednesday's game against the Sacramento Kings, that a game like that, double overtime loss, down so many players, playing your two-way guys, you know, guys thrown into the mix that had not been in the rotation and giving yourself a real chance to win. Games like that are... Those are the games that show you what your team is about. Um, like, look, at the end of the day, the Magic won this game 122-120. to 120. Um, Even if they lost, the effort they displayed means something. Um, you know, wins and losses sometimes are just coin flips. Like, Cole Anthony had two threes to make it a five-point game, two wide-open threes, great ball, some of the best threes that they shot all game long, um, and missed them. And Denver came back, missed on one end. Denver came back, scored twice, once to tie the game, once to take the lead by two. That, the game very easily could have ended because the Magic missed two good looks and you just have to live with it. Um, and so again, this is very much a process over results thing. With so many guys down, you have to find your way. You have to find who you are. You know, the, the Valley Sports Florida broadcast, Bo's, Bo Outlaw said, you know, in a game like this, just keep things simple. At a game like this, you strip yourself down to your core. A- at the end of the day, what are you as a team about? You may not execute it perfectly. You may have some really bad moments. But when you're facing this kind of adversity, when you're when you're struggling like this. What are you going to stand for? Like, what are you going to be about? What are you going to lean on? I, I know I say this a million times Um, when I describe the regular season. The regular season has its ups and downs. I mean, the Magic, for a second straight game, shot 47.2% from Florida. Was 17 for 36 from three. Cole Anthony was three for eight. Caleb Houston, two for five. Paolo, one for four. Mo, Mo Wagner, two for four. Jalen Sugg, seven for nine. You know, Perhaps being down so many players ratcheted up the focus a little bit. The Magic again, I think, settled for threes a little too much. They got outscored in the paint, uh, sixty-six to thirty-eight, which is not usually a formula for the Magic to win. But they got to the line thirty-four times. That is, um, so again, they swapped out the paint for the threes. They got to the foul line. They limited offensive rebounds. They, you know, had fifteen turnovers for twenty-four points. It was a weird game again. But at the end of the day, the Magic had to figure out these last two games, who are they? I mean, when you strip down everything about this team, when you're playing that random game on a Tuesday in January, it's January, it's the dog days of the season right now. What are you going to be about? What are you going to, um, what are you going, what, what are you going to do? How are you going to compete? And that was, the core of this game. That was the core of these last two games because the Magic showed us who they are. The Magic did not relent. They may not have been perfect. They may have turned the ball over. They have, may have missed shots. They may have missed some rotations. They have. They may have had no one to defend Nikola Jokic for, for long stretches. But they didn't relent. They didn't quit. They kept grinding. They kept pulling forward. And if there is a reason why, I am very optimistic still about this team, despite going 5-10, and I think, in their last 15 games entering this one, despite dropping down in the standings, despite how difficult this January looks, this team's going to fight. This team is not going to quit. It is not going to stop. They're going to work hard. They're going to outwork you. They're going to find a way. You know, Cole Anthony had 18 of his 23 points in in the second half. Mo Wagner, 19, going up against Jokic. Did not back down one inch. Trevlin Queen had five points, five rebounds, used all four of his fouls, two steals and a block. Just pure, pure effort at seemingly every moment. That's who this team is. And look, it, you know, the, the Dan Savage of OrlandoMagic.com asked, you know, just kind of laid it all out. Last game of a road trip, down to eight men. On and on and on and on. All the excuses the Magic could have used to, to used in this game to excuse this game to say, you know, we didn't have it. Playing the Nuggets, playing the champions. Last game of road trip, we're going home. Uh, we don't have our guys. They could have all used that excuse and it would have been okay. I was at halftime, I'll admit, you know, team was kind of hanging around with that early third quarter run. They push it out to 18. I was just like, it's just not their night. Wednesday, they had it. Tonight, like the effort's there. I could can, I, I can, I can see the effort. I could acknowledge the effort. They they just didn't have it. They didn't let that be an excuse. And at its core, and, and this is going to be the ultimate lesson that hopefully this team internalizes and understands moving forward through the next 47 games, 49 games, however many of those, 48 games, however many of those is at its core, this team does not give up the fight. This team is going to work, is going to out-hustle, is going to just grind you down. They may not be perfect. God knows they aren't perfect. But they're going to keep at it. And they're going to bet, and this is the ultimate bet that the Magic have made this season, that, well, yes, you're going to try hard too, you aren't going to out-compete and outwork this team. And that is half, and in the regular season at least, that is half the battle. If anything, these last two games have hardened this team's culture, have confirmed that what this team is doing is working, is the path they should be on, is something to commit and buy into. And honestly, this was a bad road trip. One and three on this road trip, a chance to win all four games. Double overtime in Sacramento, a late lead in Phoenix, late lead in Golden State. They had a chance to win all four games. They dropped those first three, had to gut out a win to close it. I mean, it's they went three and one on the first West Coast road trip. They went one and three. But honestly, we feel just as good coming out of this one and three road trip as we did that three and one road trip because just like that three and one road trip, we have an understanding of what success looks like for this team. And what's going to make this team successful? And if the team internalizes that, buys into that, the wins are going to start piling up again. And the Magic are going to be very well positioned for what is a very, very tight playoff race. There were no excuses Friday night in Denver. And that's why the Magic ultimately won. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, follow me on Twitter at Philip RR underscore OMD. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. you your tune in to Himaly, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey. And all of them, we sell podcasts to your podcasting. You, you can also check us out on YouTube, if you're not already, at youtube.com slash at Locked on magic. Uh for all the goodies. You can see my smiling face, my fancy magic hat, my podcasting sweater, all that good stuff, my, my little bears in the back, and my other ma- magic memorabilia. Um... You can check that out at youtube.com slash at at Orlando at Locked On Magic. For the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out Orlando com. You can follow us there on Twitter at o Magic Daily. And of course, be sure to check out my Patreon page, Orlando Magic Hub, at patreon.com slash Orlando Magic Hub. And of course, thank you all once again for your support. Don't forget to check out the Locked Podcast Network's new 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. It's the first ever. 24 seven sports streaming channel on YouTube. If my copy is correct. Um, you can check that out wherever you can check that out on YouTube. See here from the local experts like me, as well as our national shows for the latest around the sports world, whether it's NBA, NFL, NHL, MLB, college, and more. Check it out today on YouTube. Just search for locked on sports today. That's good to do it for me though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of locked on magic. We'll be back on Sunday night, Monday morning to recap the Magic's game against the Atlanta Hawks. Until then, for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this has been Philip rossman Reich. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked On Magic.